Welcome to episode 42 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most. Not as good as some. How are you, Mike? Well, 3.55 left to go in the fourth quarter. 16-3 to Colts, and they're driving, so clearly I'm not worth a broke dick dog, Dave. But other than that, <laughs> hey, got beer and we've got a podcast, so fuck it. Things could be worse. What more could you need? Hey, uh, let me introduce the first tasting. We'll get the show going here. And it is Elephant Juice. It's a New England IPA from Eastern Market Brewing in Ferndale, Michigan. It's a New England IPA, like I just said. And it's got our our friends Citra and Mosaic Hops. But then a new one, I don't think I've seen yet. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, let's see. Mandarina Bavaria. I don't know. Have no, you read that before? Nope. I don't think Mandarina seen that Bavaria one. hops. In any event, seven point two percent alcohol, and the IBUs are an NA. Seven point two with the infamous NA, and it's a full pint. Full pints, the more the merrier. I'm gonna go. I haven't used the old uh, Jamie oh, Windy ooh. furnished. It's yeah, all bullshit mug again. So I'm gonna break it out. And as we uh, pour this, Dave, yeah, I'm gonna let our listeners know that I hate Philip Rivers. The guy talks shit like he's a badass, like he's Tom Brady, or you know, and, and he couldn't sniff Tom Brady's wife's dog dirty underwear because he's a loser. Tom Brady has won. Not much more than you and I have won, and you and I aren't Phillip even in River, the inner. Rivers. When I say Tom Rivers, yeah. I've got him so he's so he's got me so pissed off <laughs> that he's running his mouth. He's talking shit to the Bears. They're going to be three and one. They beat an offensive team. The Bears. It you know what? Doesn't matter who's that quarterback. Trubisky took all the heat. Foles led them back to a nice victory. They're three and zero. They're going to be three and one in three minutes forty seven seconds. The worst three and one football team in NFL history. I'll be a Bear fan until the day I die, but, I mean, they stink. I mean, their offensive line probably would not start as a unit on most Michigan high school football teams. That's how bad their offensive line is. They absolutely suck. They can't block anybody. So, anyway, hey, 3-1, and one, you could make a case. Yeah, I almost took a drink before cheering. Right. I'm, I'm so fucking <laughs> fired up right now. And I haven't even pre-potted much. No. Uh, 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 pod record low to Alaskan Husky IPAs, what we tasted last week. Right. Pre-pods. Normally I'm about 10 deep, but I'm at, you know, I figured with the Bears playing, I better lay low because this would turn into worse than my birthday. Oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, right. so, um, man, let, yeah, let's test right. this bad boy. Cheers. Cheers. Dave. All right, so the Mandaria... That hop must be from the orange family, uh, yeah. the mandarin orange family, because there's a very distinct orange taste to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Pleasant, though. It Refreshing. is. Yeah. I might have this for breakfast. <clears throat> um, so anyway, yeah, before we get into, I had I had baseball slated to talk first, but let's cover the NFL real quick today. Let's um, do it. As we're, we're watching the Bears game right now, it's live. The Bear game is live. Obviously, you'll listen to this. And the Bear game will be over, and you know that the Bears will be three and one. I guess as a Bear fan, I gotta be happy at three and one. Quite simply, because I mean, in theory, they could easily be zero and four. 
Right. I mean, you know, Swift actually had the ball in his hands in the end zone against the Lions, yep. dropped it, the Bears yep. win. The Giants the next day, or the next day, the next week, yeah. threw into the end zone late in the game for the win, incomplete. And then the Falcons were kicking the shit out of the Bears, and they ended up coming back coming and winning back, the game. Yeah. So, and now the Colts manhandled them pretty good. The Colts defense is the number one defense in the league, and the Bears couldn't score in a whorehouse, so... Um, but anyway, <laughs> hey, what the hell? I, I'll be very what the p- most painful thing about it is is the Bears are wearing the orange jerseys today, which are my favorite, favorite Bear ones, jerseys. Yeah. And when they get lost, and because they, they only wear them like once or twice a year, and when they get lost, and then I feel like less of a man. Kind of a double whammy, huh? Yes. Um. So, what about your? Do you have the uh, the New England story ready to? Oh, with Cam's COVID. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, I don't really have anything. I'm more baffled with the COVID logic. I guess it, it's... COVID a, logic. COVID logic, and not only that, just the goofiness of that virus. Okay, Cam Newton's got COVID. He tested positive for COVID. Okay, right. get well soon, Cam. He and the Prez must have been hanging out. That must have been it, but what I don't... What is baffling <laughs> to me Yeah, is... And that's why I think this is like some Netflix government <laughs> just a plot to just disrupt the whole Deep world conspiracy. it must be because listen here's my theory on that all right cam newton tested positive sure so he's out for tomorrow because they rescheduled the game and that game's going to go off first and then the uh, packers falcons kicks off at 8 50 right and nobody else on the patriots has tested positive okay. the tennessee titans i mean COVID, they're 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 having positive tests left and right. I mean, what what what's going on in Tennessee? But the funny thing is, none of the Vikings tested positive, and the Titans played the Vikings last week, right? And none of their players tested positive. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. And the Titans just have it running rampant. Now it's up to sixteen. Now of those sixteen, eight are personnel members. So I mean, it's not all players, sure, but still right. eight players in every day. And so now they're talking that. The Titan game, which was supposed to be played against the Steelers today, is being moved to Week 7, which was the Titans' bye week. And then the Steelers-Ravens game, which is going to be played in Week 7, has been moved to Week 8, which is the Steelers-Ravens' bye week. So now the Ravens' bye week moves from 8 to 7. The Titans' bye week moves from 7 to 4. The Steelers' uh, bye week moves from 8 to 4. So, barring any other answer, but now if they're saying if the... Titans keep testing positive, week five is going to be a jeopardy for them. And then naturally you have all these COVID people that are just so petrified of COVID. And it's like, oh God, this is oh, chicken little tells you that the sky is falling. Even if it is, would you still come calling back again? <laughs> that was a fucking perfect segue. That was. That was, that was a perfect segue. The, kid is, the champ is rolling tonight. Um, so, uh but he's rolling so much he lost his train of thought. But so, but if you remember, every oh, shut down the season. You can't play the season. Oh, we just just shut it down. If you remember correctly, think back to when baseball started. Yep. The Marlins and the Cardinals oh had a little God. bit of outbreak, and they had yep. some postponements. Right. And a lot of postponement. And look at Cardinals made the playoffs, did get beat, and the Marlins made the playoffs and actually beat the Cubs, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. The Cup, they beat the Cubs two games and none, so they're moving on to the uh, National League Division Series. Right. 
So I don't know why it's like, okay, they test positive, let's stop the world. I mean, it's like, okay, you know. It's it's something that some journalists have to say to take that side of the story and get, you know, their 15 minutes of fame. Um, That's, it, that's my take on exactly, it. Exactly, I agree with you. It, it, last few thoughts on football today is like, Lions jump out to a 14-0 lead on the Saints. Of course. And then the Saints just rip 35 straight on them. And then the Lions come back, wide open Allen Robinson. Get out of bounds, get out of bounds. Oh, You got to go. Anyway, so uh, what else happened in the NFL today? No, nothing really, no major upsets. I don't think you can consider this game a major upset. Although the Bears were a a two-and-a-half-point favorite, I don't understand why. Right. I mean, the Bears, like we just talked. Um, Anyway, let's get on to baseball, Dave. All right, let's do it. Um. Uh, Major League Baseball wildcard series went off. And for the most part, by and large, they lack drama. Houston beat Minnesota two games to none. And Minnesota has not won a playoff game in 18 straight playoff games. How do, how do you not even stumble Ouch. into a win? Ouch. 18 no, straight right. playoff losses. I mean, that's ridiculous. I wonder if they were hoping the other team uh, had a bunch of COVID cases or something. Or something. But you have <laughs> yeah, 18 straight dates back well before COVID. It's just, this is just <laughs> craziness. Wild. I mean, it's like, what? I don't get it. It's like 18 straight. You'd think you would, like, stumble into a win. Did somebody jinx that team? Uh, like the Cubs? No, no. no, they just apparently must suck. Yeah. Uh, the Yankees mashed the Indians two games none. Sorry, Fish. Uh, the Rays whipped the Jays two games and none. And the only AL uh, best of three that went three games was the A's came back after dropping the first game. They beat the White Sox two straight, and they advanced. Uh, and unlike the Twins, the A's snapped a nine-game losing streak in winner-take-all situations. So when the when their season was on the line, the uh, A's had lost nine straight and finally got it done. See, that's half of what Minnesota did. Right. It's like, hey, the A finally drew the line in the sense, hey, that we got to win this game. Yeah. Uh, National League wasn't much better as far as the drama because three of their four series ended two games to none, and the Braves blanked, and I do mean literally blanked the Reds two games to none. First game, thirteen thirteen innings, one nothing on a walk-off run in the bottom of the 13th, and then they beat them 5-0 in the second game. So they won the series 6 to nothing. You, you, hey, if yeah. you don't score, you're not going to win. Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean that, that's us. Hard. That's sports 101 hey, is Allen Robinson just scores a, a touchdown, touchdown with a buck 35 to go, and the the cardiac kids of Chicago need a two-point conversion to get her done. Well, this is well, this is kind of what happened in the in our high school game on Friday. As soon as uh, the the kids on Friday night went to a hurry up offense. All of a sudden, they got some energy, they got some rhythm, they got you know right, and, and stuff started to happen. Well, unlike Friday night, though, the other team was still in the game. The Colts, the right, Colts right, are not right, right, not right. only are the Colts in the prevent defense. The Colts are already in week five preparation because they know this game is over. Right, correct. Not only do the Bears you have to get the two point conversion here, they have to recover the onside kick because I. Well, they have one timeout, but that's one timeout's not going to be enough. But let's see the two point conversion, and they so run you're it. Saying up there's there. a chance. Hey, there's, got a, it. there's a chance. There's a chance. All right, six, nineteen to eleven. Oh boy. Well, we're we're going to still continue to record because we're a professional podcast here. Um, Dodgers beat the Brewers two games none. The one thing I do want to tip my cap, although the Brewers, like the uh, Bears, can hardly score in a whorehouse. Clayton Kershaw actually won a playoff game. 
Nice. So tip my cap to Clayton Kershaw because I'm his biggest critic because I think he's one of the most overrated players in baseball history. And a lot of people listening to this, both of you, will probably <laughs> think, ah, Peters, I thought you said you only had two pre-pods. You're an idiot. Clerk, um, Kershaw's the best. And Kershaw's a loser. He, like Phillip Rivers, can't win the big game, and he sucks. He's in the NL West, which is a shit division, and he garbages it up against garbage stats. So I don't care what you think of Clayton Kershaw. He's a loser. Marlins beat the Cubs 2-9. And in the best series of all eight series, the Padres beat the Cardinals two games to one. And um, Fernando yeah. Tatis Jr. may be my new favorite baseball player. Red Sox are still my team, yeah. But Tatis Jr. is my favorite baseball player. Right. All right. Well, Indianapolis recovers. Minute thirty-five left. Yeah, in, in a feeble attempt at an onside kick. That was pretty bad. I mean, it was almost like he said, "Hey, why don't you kick it, ex Bear Trey Burton?" <laughs> and Trey Burton touched the ball more times for the Colts than he did in his entire career for the Bears. Um, what about uh, Mr. Stanley? Or are we? Are you done with baseball? Oh, yes, Mr. Stanley. I'm like, who the fuck is Mr. Stanley? Yeah, he's the guy with the cup. Uh, no, we're not done with baseball yet. Okay, sorry. Um, for the first time in postseason, I got but a couple of goofy baseball notes for you here. Tuesday, September 29th, for the first time in postseason history, no hitters of at least five innings happened on the same day. Lucas Giolito of the White Sox was perfect through six, and for our faithful listeners, you'll remember Mr. Giletto because we touched on him in episode 37. Correct. Because he threw the first uh, no-no yep. in the, the COVID season. Yep, the COVID season. And Blake Snell had a no-no into the sixth, and the leadoff batter promptly singled. But um, So for the first time in postseason history, no hitters of at least five innings. And then... On the next day, on Wednesday, for the third time in postseason history, a player struck out five. Count them. Five times in a game. The most to join this list was Mr. Harrison Bader of the St. Louis Cardinals. He joins Reggie Sanders of the Reds in 1995 and George Pipgrass. I know oh, you. Well, George. I, no, you remember Absolutely. George Pippers, don't you, Dave? Yeah, Pippers of the Yanks in 1932. <laughs> now, strangely enough, all three of their teams won the game, so they were probably just victims of some good-natured ribbing. Like, yeah. hey, thanks for helping out today, <laughs> you know, Harris. <laughs> but uh, now I will put an asterisk by George Pipgrass because, in fairness, he is a pitcher and was actually the winning pitcher of the game that he went 0 for 5 with 5 strikeouts. Yeah. So, I mean, he did earn his keep that day. I mean, so he struck out five times, but he did earn his keep. Right. So, but yeah, that's all I've got uh, baseball-wise. And then, like, as you mentioned before, we rate Elephant Juice. The Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Dallas Stars 4-2 to to win the Stanley Cup. I watched quite a bit of the hockey, as the listeners know. The Lightning were up two to nothing against the Stars, and I actually turned it off because I thought carrying the cup in front of nobody was going to be uh, a little bit weird. Yeah. So I just figured, well, they're they're going to win this game. I'm going to turn it off and go to bed. Sure. And I turned it off, went to bed, and they did win the game. So 
So let's rate this. Let's do it. All you right. got it. You go first. Elephant Juice, New England IPA. Hmm. Got one more drink in my glass. Did you finish the pint out of the can? I though? did. All right. Good I call. Did. And I like it. I like it. It's, it's uh, not very bitter. I would put the, I know I said the IBUs were NA. I would put them at about 30. Would you agree? Not even that? Yeah, probably not even that because there's there's absolutely no bitterness. And uh, great flavor. Like you said, uh, uh, cit- uh, not just not only citrusy, but orange. It really it really goes towards the orange yes. flavor. I'm going to put this at a 3.50. Woo! I like it. Obviously. And I could have, you know, my ratings are tasteability, drinkability, tasteability. Where in the hell did that come from? I don't know. That's I'm a pod too busy word. watching pod, the end of this game. Pod, that's a pod word. Is it a pod that's word? Tasteability. Tasteability, okay. Uh, drinkability, as far as how many I could have, you know, you can have a few of these. It's not it's not super filling or, you know, it's not going to knock you over either at 7.2%. So 3.50. All right, well. I, I, too, enjoyed it, but at, at that point, our ratings disagree simply because I'm going to go 2.90 only because mm-hmm. I don't think there is a lot of drinkability for my palate because it is so sweet. I mean, there, gotcha. there is yep. a lot of, you know, very good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks, yep. Jake. But... I'm I'm ready for our next one because this right. is gotcha. I mean a very citrusy yeah, yeah, yeah. and no Too bitterness sweet. and for and, the for the listeners from the beginning they know oh, that's for where sure. we differ exactly yeah. so two point nine zero for elephant juice all right Dave hey um yeah Mike typically we do corrections corner at the start of the episode and I believe we have a couple from episode forty one but. I want to prevent a corrections corner from episode oh, and good idea. from this episode. Right. And that is um you rated elephant juice three point five zero. I rated elephant juice two point nine zero. What pray tell did uh, our untapped audience rate? And even before that, I will go back and avoid a corrections corner because I did look up on untapped and I misspoke. The IBUs were fifty. Oh, and you said 30, and I thought less than that, and you right. said they were N.A. to start with. Okay, so yeah, that, that's a double correct and corrected quarter. That's being <laughs> almost proactive reactively, something like that. Exactly, I think. Uh, okay, the untapped rating. Are you ready for this? Yes. Four point zero seven. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> Four, There's no fucking way. 4.07. All right. Hey, see, now... Loyal listener Henry Fee, you know we kind of screwed. The cap yeah, to we, we kind of screwed up a little bit because we're not because we're so used to giving. Hey, the untapped rating is two point two two, and then like we may subconsciously say, oh, "I like it a little oh, bit yeah. two point two three," and you say, oh, "I liked it a little bit more than that two right. So Henry's on to something with that, but uh, four point zero seven. There is no fucking way that's a four point zero seven rating. But hey, um. Hey, the masses it, have spoken. That's right. It is what it is. The ratings speak for themselves. All right. So 
Then we'll go to an actual corrections corner. I've got uh, two minor ones. Actually, one's actually from this pod, I guess. We're avoiding a corrections corner from the person I'm going to talk about. But the other one is... And uh, my wife, Shelly, she said, Now, in the last pod, you distinctly said these beers were donated by... Your sister, Jennifer, Jennifer, Caitlin, Caitlin, and her soon to be, my soon to be brother-in-law. Okay. Aaron. And then I probably turned around when you, when you spoke of the beers and one was a bourbon barrel and I said, Mike, I can't believe you bought this. So my wife said, you got, you better make a corrections corner and correct the fact that you. Oh yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I did not buy those. Yeah. Those, those, those were my birthday gifts. So yeah. I think All more right. or less she just wanted me to talk about what an idiot i was and not listening to what you were saying and or anyway. she's just looking for a prop on the pod <laughs> that could be too but actually yeah yeah because i didn't buy any of those beers last no. week and there's actually one in the uh kitchen for a future tasting courtesy of the same trio of jen caitlin and aaron thanks a lot the other uh avoidance of a corrections corner and i guess this is uh this is my family but uh, tonight's donation is actually the last one we'll be tasting from uh, my son Jake and Cade Rayum. So they, uh, it's uh, well, we'll get to that. But it's our, it's our third tasting is the one that uh, they donated, and, he, and like you do, he donated the first one too. I thought you said no, nope. I thought you said he brought you home too. He did, but the other one's in the fridge at home for another pie oh, because okay. I didn't want to. That one. That was the one you thought we. I didn't want to double dip on some. Yeah, okay. Some, I got you. So, you know, a couple of them that might mess us up. All right. Um, I know yeah. you don't mind, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't mind. <laughs> Especially after a bear loss. I'm looking just to get fucking. I, I hope I can't even walk up my own stairs. Because <laughs> um, I'll just pass right. I'll pass off right <laughs> here on the floor. Right there. Yeah, so, um, and one other correction corner, which we will jointly split and I'll tell you why we'll jointly split because I sent the invite to listen to my buddy fish at the fishman eight follow him on Twitter and he's the the second I, I'm talking to literally the second I sent it to him he responded back you know it's an apostrophe not a quotation mark or no the apostrophe goes what did what was our episode called last week Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. No, but, right now, but anyway, I'm, I'm drawing but, a blank. But anyway, I'm, you put the apostrophe. Look it up while I'm talking. You, you put it in the wrong spot. And oh, the reason Jesus. I'll take part of the blame for that is because, like, you know, yeah. you're the one that's doing all that shit. I'm normally fucking passed out by that time. So, <laughs> you know, if, if you had a partner that could at all help you with the aftermath or, or publishing the uh, um, the pod, yeah. you know, you. so what is it called? We're looking it up right now, listeners. Uh, oh, talking. T-A-L-K, and I put apostrophe I-N. Yeah, so it wasn't the quotation, right? So it's, it's... What did Fishman say? The apostrophe actually goes after the N. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, because it's separating it, the N and the yeah, G. Yeah. Because the G's not there. Got there you, it. Yeah, so... But I'm gonna I'm gonna share in that area. I appreciate that, Mike. I, because it's a t- this is a team podcast. This is a do this is a two man podcast, right. and I'm usually so fucked up <laughs> when you're doing the uh, the finishing touches of it. Right. 
I feel it's my obligation to like. I could have told you, hey Dave, hey the, my the, the, wow. the apostrophe goes at the end of the end, not between the, not after the K. But right. I wasn't there because right. naturally I was fucked up. I I appreciate that, and I'll sleep better tonight. Knowing Thank that. you. And but hey, let's go. Uh, let's get to the <laughs> what we got on tap for. This is the longest we've been gone without introducing a tasting in a segment ever <laughs> so what's the second tasting dave all right the second one is dirt wolf get thirsty taste victory from victory brewing it's a double ipa uh untamed howling hop flavor this strong pack of american hops immerse in an aggressive dry hopping to deliver intense aromas and flavors of citrusy earthy notes how about them apples so we have our friend Citra, that hop, right? Yep, Simcoe. Simcoe's always pre- present. Yep, and there's Mr. Mosaic. And then Chinook. I think we had, yep. I think last time we had this combination, uh, I think we liked it a lot. And this is from our brewmasters, Bill and Ron, apparently. Bill and Ron, yes. Yep, and this is from uh, Downington, Pennsylvania. Not Vic- Downington Abbey. Downington, Pennsylvania. Little victory. I like the you know the old howling wolf, little dirt wolf. Yeah, almost sounds like it should be something uh, on uh, Urban Dictionary. There should be something. There should dirt be a wolf. Di- yeah, there should yeah. be a double entendre for dirt wolf, and a bottle. Which typically I prefer bottles over cans. Although most of our tastings are cans. Right. Freud may have something to say about that, and I'm a little concerned with it. <laughs> And the glasses are courtesy of a little CJ Sports Bar and Grill, a little dive bar in Pinconi. Normally, not a place I would buy a um, pint glass. Pint glass from, but had such a pleasant experience. Good, got to do it sometimes. And, and I got you the Michigan. I unfortunately have to drink Maze and Blue, which I'm not a Michigan fan, but. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I gave you the green and white I as you know the that. Spartan grad that you are, and um, the amazing blue probably would have went to a relative or something like that. Right. Well, and and I'm not very fond of it either because I'm not a Michigan yeah. fan myself. So, um, yeah, let's go. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. Yep. That'll be interesting to see as you go. There's nothing jumps off. But it's bitter, though. I mean, it's a lot. It's, oh, it's, it's a better tasting much, IPA it's than way but, bit more bitter than our first selection. But you're gonna like. I th- I'm gonna guess you're gonna like this better than the first selection. So, uh, what did we decide during the break there, Dave? Were we going fantasy league? All right, fantasy league. I know. Sorry, Larry. Hey, two of our other loyal listeners are involved in this. I won't break it down as much as you despise, but I'm going to say. Going into week three, listener Josh Wendy is leading the pack at 158 points. Henry Fee's coming in at 138. I'm two behind Henry at 136. And my co-host here, who's been just decimated with injuries, is bringing up the rear at 60. So, um... I don't even know what to say about that. Well, you've been decimated by injuries, and you know no, there are no excuses. Like John Taffer said, I don't embrace excuses; I embrace solutions. But I mean, your team has been fucking decimated with injury, injury, so we can't do anything about that. Speaking of injuries, Henry wants for players that have been ruled out for the year. Henry wants a mulligan. 
I told him, I said, well, it's not going to happen through week four. I got to bring it up to the other members of the league. Now, if your guy misses a week or two, you, you live with it. Yeah. But like you and uh, Henry selected Barkley as your running back. Right. He wants a running back to replace him. And I'm willing, if if you got a guy that's <laughs> out for the year and you tweet at FFAE pod and say you want this particular player, I'm almost willing to let you go. But, you know, like Henry comes back and he wants Dalvin Cook. He's like, hey, I ain't, fuck you, Henry. I ain't giving you Dalvin Cook. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're going to have to come up with something, you know, because like Josh hasn't had, you know, Josh is leading and he hasn't had anybody out for the year. I'm, you know, I had the best week. Week three was my best week of the year. I had 56 points, which is a week, a league high. So what do you think? Replace guy that's out for the year. Well, let me think. Like, um, do you guys, do you guys get Gallman, or do you guys get the, your pick of the litter, or how do we want to do it? Come on, Josh, you got to back me on this with a tweet, brother, because I think we're going to be out outnumbered here. <laughs> well, obviously, you know what I want to do. I want to at least have a chance at some points. So if I get anybody, it's uh, better than right. a goose egg. So how about this, Henry and Josh? Josh and I will get together. And you and Henry, Dave, Dave, you and Henry will get who Josh and I decide. It will be a regular starter. It has to be a that, starter. Th- that plays. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to give you the Giants run replacement for Barkley, which is Gallman, because fuck, I mean, you might as well just take the zero and move <laughs> along. But, you know, to, for Henry to bounce back and say, I want Dalvin Cook, it's all like, well, yeah, fuck you, who doesn't? You right. should have picked him to start with. Right. But, um,. And the points are not retroactive. I'm not Oh, no, 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 that. no. So yeah. we'll start in week five. Yeah. Josh, I'll get with you. Hopefully you're not behind because Josh a lot of times will speedball a lot of our uh, pods yeah. when he's trying. But he's out of town next week, so he might be getting Catching caught up. up. Yeah. So, Josh, text me. We'll, I'll text you, and we'll give Henry and... Dave, a replacement for Barkley. And then, likewise, down the road, like if uh, Ezekiel Elliott blows yeah. his ACL. Yeah, you get a and, replacement. But courtesy of you, you other three, you say, hey, right. let's give Peters So-and-so. this guy. Yeah. All right, done deal. So, Henry, if you don't like it, sorry. But that's what we've, what we've decided as a pod because, after all, there's a lot at stake at this contest. <laughs> so, um, anyway, Segment two, traditionally reserved for this day in sports. You want to so, go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. All right, go. 1895. So what do we got? 125 years? Yep. And I hope to. I hope, I hope. hope I live that long. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Yep. Uh, the first U.S. Open men's golf. Okay? Yep. At Newport Golf Club. I'm guessing that's Newport, Connecticut. Your guess is good as mine because sure. I don't know. Englishman Horace Rollins beats Willie Dunn of Scotland by two strokes. What's ironic about that? Uh, no clue. It's the first U.S. Open, and you got a Brit oh, and a Scot <laughs> going head to head to win the U.S. Open, which is probably as pissed off as the the Brits get when you know some Americans come over there and start dancing all over their golf course. Or like the one. Uh... 
world leader with the little skimpy mustache when Jesse Owens came over oh, and, ran, yeah. and ran and ran the ran, ran the show on, yeah, all over the track on his over Olympics. There. All right, yeah. I got you. But um, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of ironic. First U.S. Open. Hey, let's have a U.S. Open. We'll crown a, we'll crown a U.S. Open champ and then have a Englishman and a and a Scot. Son of Duke a bit. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. At, it, behind the scenes, it's like whose idea was this? This is stupid. <laughs> um. All right, my first. 67 years ago today, April 4th, October 4th, 1953, British runner Jim Peters sets world marathon record of two hours, 18 minutes, 34 and 8 tenths seconds in the Turku Marathon in Finland. Right. Why did I choose that? I'm I have no clue. Yeah, because you're the running guy. Right. I never do running shit. Right. But Jim Peters won it, and I just want to let our no, listeners know that there is no relation. <laughs> I mean, it would have been it would it would have been even better if he was related to me. But I mean, although never, know. I should do that. Yeah. Ancestry.com. Sure. Maybe Jim and I are related. I would. Might cost you. A God damn bucks. it! I should do it. I, yeah. I better because I'm going to go after Jim for money. It's like, hey, you know, <laughs> what about me, buddy? But so yeah, so 1953, Jim Peters. By chance, what is the marathon record now? Because in '53, the 218 uh, was. Here's the thing that you'll get me on a soapbox because you know I think. The standard record is like two hours and two minutes. Now, technically, it's been broken. However, it's uh, like what I said in one of those pods. Uh, there's a TED Talk about uh, this guy goes on about how records are broken, and some of them have to do with technology, and some of them have to do with you know developments in the sport, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, the, supposedly, you know, the, the two-hour marathon has been broken, but... You know, they've had the courses lasered so that people can run the the absolute shortest part of oh. the course. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As far as, like, how do you cut this corner and where do you run on this street in order to minimize the, you know, and, and some of the, the shoes and the training methods and the goo and the stuff that they eat during the, mar- you know what I mean? Right. These guys back then, they just put oh, on yeah, a pair yeah, of yeah. freaking flats and just <laughs> and ran. And ran. And old Jimmy Peters fight went 218. Yeah. Now, so, now 218, though, is that like? Oh, that's stupid fast. That's, is, I mean, you're that still so- running, you're still running sub five minute miles, I think. Okay. Or right now, well, right around, well, five minute, 26. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do that math because it's like base 60. It screws me up. Say, hey, it's better than you will ever do, Mike. Oh, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> no, it's but it's still hauling ass for, you know, All right. 26.2. All right, so Jim, hey, if you're still alive, big fella, and we're related, listen <laughs> to the pod, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> All right, uh, 61 years ago, I believe, Jim Brown, 61 years ago? 1959? Come on, math guy. 41, yeah, 61 years 61 ago. 61 years ago. Okay, okay I did it right. Uh, Jim Brown set a club record 37 rushing attempts for the Cleveland Browns in their 34-7 win over the Chicago Cardinals. Now, knowing that you're a Chicago Bears fan, I was asking, when did the when did they become the Bears? When did the Cardinals, when did that happen? Or what's the deal with that? Uh 
the Bears became the Bears in 1921. Okay. From the Decatur Staley's. Oh, okay. George Hallis bought the uh, Bears from the Staley, whatever, the uh, widget company, whatever it was. Right. And the only agreement was they had to keep the name for one year. Okay. The Chicago Cardinals are actually... A different... Uh, uh, yeah, they became the... Uh, I believe the St. Louis Cardinals and then eventually the Arizona Cardinals. So, so there were two clubs yes. in Chicago at that time. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yes. Good thing you know your bear lore. Yeah, well. Yeah, and I know they lost today and we're 3 and 1, so it's not I'm not as happy as I was the last 3 weeks, but life goes on, maybe. <laughs> maybe. All right, you got another one? Oh, yeah, I do. Uh and I'm kind of Perplexed. Only a mere 19 years ago today, October 4th, 2001, giant slugger Barry Bonds belted his 70th tater of the year in a 10-2 win over the Astros, which tied him with Mark McGuire yep. for the all-time home run lead. Yep, I remember that. In big league baseball history. And what's weird about it is, like, because Bonds went on to... Uh, Break the record with 73. Yeah, right. He tied him on October 4th. It must have just been the way the calendar fell. Because he tied him on October 4th and wound up with 73. So I'm assuming there was at least two or three days. So that means the regular season didn't end until like October 6th, 7th, 8th, whatever it was. Something, that, yeah, around there. So, but yet like today, you know, the pole season starts tomorrow. And... You might say, well, Mike, it's COVID. Everything's different. It's well, really... actually, the MLB season, this is when the playoffs were going to play. I mean, this is... Normally. Yes. So they shortened the season. They shortened the season and they kept the same schedule gotcha. for the playoffs. So, And we're in the playoffs, the second round of the playoffs, which tomorrow is October 5th. Right. And I don't, I don't think Bonds hit three home runs on the next day. So it must have just been the way the calendar fell because you know how like sure. sometimes... Well, maybe they had, maybe this was a, at that in 2001, this was like a Thursday, and he had a Friday game and a doubleheader on Saturday. Correct. Something along yep. those lines. Um, so that could that could be a possibility. All right. Uh, Dirt Wolf Double IPA, Dave, you ready to rate it? I'm ready. You're first. Yes, sir, I am. And you were correct. After 42 pods. We've come to understand one another. I did like it. Can't go anywhere near the four range because I don't, uh, there wasn't enough pop on it, but I liked it a lot. And this beer has drinkability. And at 8.7%, your drinkability is probably three beers, and then, <laughs> then you're starting to right. wind her down. But I'm going to give the Dirt Wolf Double IPA. A nice, healthy 3.63. Okay. I liked it. I don't think it's too bitter for me that I won't have another one. Uh, but it's definitely, I would have uh, two or three of the um, the elephant juice. Um, I don't know. I have to see on this one as far as the bitterness. How, But I would definitely, I would have another one. It's got some decent drinkability. It's a little bit actually lighter than the yeah. elephant juice. I it's think. very light. Yeah. 
very drinkable and light. Yeah. And before you give your rate, what what are the IBUs of this? I know it's eight point seven. Oh my gosh, it's eight point seven percent ABVs. But what are the IBUs? Uh, yeah, Juju had to miss this week because of COVID. All right, um, eighty-five. Woo! Yeah. See now, it, you don't I, think I, it's I'm that bad? I'm very fucking confused on the IBUs, <laughs> and, I, and I, I know sometime listener Mike Klein and one-time guest, I don't know if he ever listens, Jim Summerfield, kind of tried to explain the IBUs. And I know it has something to do with bitterness, but this is not, there's, it's not that bitter. I mean, because 85 is a higher IBU for our beer. If we've had higher. Right. But 85, you would think would be, give you a little bit of that. Right. And I, I didn't get remotely close to the. Right. I, I mimicked that effect twice. I that should was, patent that effect. Because it's really good, actually. I, 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 that was I should, not from the phone. I should patent that effect. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I'm thinking for me, it's it's pretty close to the 85. But but it's light enough. Like if if it were le- a little less bitter, I would probably take it as like like a Budweiser, like a lager, you know, like a. But it's but it's the bitterness being higher like that. Um, you know, definitely. If I didn't see the label, if I didn't read any of this information, I definitely know it's an IPA. But um, but my rating. Uh, like I said, there's some really good drinkability to this. 3.45. So just a little bit below the elephant juice for me. Hey. Son of a bitch! Mike! God, I can't believe we're doing this again. I almost went to the third tasting without doing the untapped rating from the first one. Hey, we're an amateur podcast, Dave. Mistakes well, the second gonna, tasting, actually. Mistakes but are going to happen. I know. And that was my best impression of a... Uh, Chris Farley. Um, so anyway, whether that sucked or not, I'm I don't know. But the untapped rating for Dirt Wolf. What do you think? Do you think it's pretty close to us, or do you think it's closer to two point zero or four point zero? Oh, it's closer to four point zero. I think I'm I think I'm very close at my three point six three. Three point nine three. Yeah, like yeah. I told you. Yeah. So that's the untapped rating. They liked it. They liked it a lot. So I think we're ready for the third tasting, yes? Yes, sir. Okay, we're ready for that now. Now the third tasting, I would say rates up there with one of the best cans of all time. Yes. Would you put it in the top three? Yes, I think I would put it in the top three. Although you got to look yourself in the mirror, though, because, you know. Yeah. If you know if it's satanic enough, I mean, is that? I mean, from an artistic, like, oh, yeah, for sure. Grab your attention yeah, point of view. You so know, um, the, the flames brewing. Yeah. So this is Lucifer's cuvee, and it's from Latitude Forty Two, and uh, in collaboration with uh, Ninkasi Brewing. So Latitude Forty Two, for those of you that are in the know, is Portage, Michigan. And this is in collaboration with Ninkasi Brewing in Eugene, Oregon. Now, maybe the brewmasters went to school together or know each other somehow, but this is a double chocolate stout, okay? An imperial double chocolate stout. It has an 8.4% alcohol volume and 50 IBUs. 
All right, so this is maybe kind of a good night Irene kind of a kind of a tasting here, but um, the interesting thing, and I haven't talked about check-ins on the other two because I forgot about that, but on on the Untapped app there are five Lucifer's cuvee. Now okay. you said before in the pod sometimes it's a it's a members pod or pod. It's a members app where people can put some of that stuff in, you know, at will or something along those lines. But um, it's funny because one of them, the highest one, is twelve thousand check-ins, which is pretty check-ins, respectable. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's another one, uh, Lucifer's cuvee, that's fourteen. Fourteen so, check-ins, so maybe, hey? So maybe somebody, you know, and their buddies, you know, maybe they liked it a lot. They somehow got that in, and oh. you know, just the fourteen of them checked in. So I don't know, but there's this has been tasted by a lot of people. So double chocolate stout, uh, and let's crack this open. It's a full full pint. Yeah, but uh, I didn't know what that word is that I just said. <laughs> it was meant to be baby, but it was blah blah. <laughs> so, but hey, in you know, Lucifer's cuvee. Whoa, I mean, whoa, maybe whoa, yeah. Whoa, whoa, there's, whoa. And I know. I started the pour. There's a lot ahead to it. What the hell? And that's you know. Hey, when you get in these satanic rituals, Dave, anything can happen. I mean, we're we're delving into Lucifer's cuvee, and shit happens. I mean, so while I'm waiting for, I can't even get half the can in here yeah. now because that's. I've never had that much head, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pumped. All right, so cuvee, for those of you that are wondering, for some reason I keep looking it up. Cuvee obviously means a lot of head. <laughs> well, actually, if you Google it, it says a type, blend, or batch of wine, especially champagne. I have no idea how that relates to this in any way, shape, or form. Nor do I. I like my definition better. It means a lot of head. There you go. We'll take your definition. We'll change it. We'll go to Wikipedia and change the whole thing up. Let's do it. Um, hey, before, yeah. as we let our heads settle, that sounds like a personal <laughs> question. Yeah, that's like, that sounds like a personal question there. I mean, well, speaking that, of which, I mean, those are two terrible pours. We, we didn't do nothing listen, wrong. Go ahead. Episode seven of the boys. That would be a se- if we were if we were doing that would be a segue. All right. Episode seven, letting listen. our heads settle. If you watch if you watch the boys on on, on Prime Video. Episode 7, you'll know what I'm talking about. All right. Love Nair through 4. All right. Um, that is the most... Somebody is trying to create the most egregious, most offensive... Like, they want you to jump and be just... I don't know what the... I, I can't think up of an adjective right now to describe some of the scenes in the last from episodes 5 to 7. All right. Anyway. Like I said, Love Nair... Through four, we had to rewatch four because the first time I watched it, I was asleep <laughs> minutes into it. But yeah, I mean, this is this is bizarre. I mean, it is very bizarre. This I'm is, almost a little worried. Like I don't know. Yeah, this is like this got skunked or something because the head on this is. And this almost is like almost, it, it won't go away. It, yeah, it's like almost <laughs> Gentry Lynette. I mean, it's like what in the world? Almost like you have like ice cream in there or something. Exactly. You know, I'm, I'm going to go with the old stamp. I put the, your hand over top so you can do, uh, 
get it to go down. I'm taking my note I'm taking my note taking pen and trying but to But anyway, as the, we wait to be we can't even this is the longest between pours and cheers in pod history. Oh. But as we wait, and before you get into your random question, because it's your week for the random question, Dave. Yeah. There are two sports commercials that, and there are three actually, but I cannot for the life of me remember what the third one is, and maybe I'll tweet it out if I remember, but there are two sports commercials that I actually just find hilarious, and literally, I'll go, <laughs> you know, I'll literally laugh out loud when I see them. What is the progression? <laughs> and, uh, Baker Mayfield is like, oh, shoot. He's going to make more money it, doing commercials. Right, exactly. It's like, oh, shoot, it looks like rain. Come on, let's cover the, let's cover yeah. the, what did he say, the furniture or whatever yeah. it says. And the groundskeeper is saying, is he talking about the stand? <laughs> Breaker Mayfield runs up, he gets a seat cover for one of the, he says, come on, if we hurry up, we'll get it done, you know, Two right. people are twice as fast as one. And then he looks at the groundskeeper, and the groundskeeper is just standing there and not doing anything. Come on, don't just stand there. Oh, shit. That's what, yo. I mean, look at your fucking cans explode. Oh, that's, this is vintage porno. What this, the is, this is 70 Peter North porno, baby. What the hell is going on? It's almost like the big red cock revisited it. <laughs> That's what you get when you bring Lucifer into this podcast. What is going on? All I did was all I know. I I saw it. There was an explosion like a big red car. (laughs) Oh, anyway, second commercial though. I assume it's JJ, the Watt family's mother and father. I can't confirm that because I don't know who they are. But it starts out as a subway commercial, and uh, JJ who's the most famous of the Watt brothers, says in the mom, they're talking about, uh, you know, Subway sandwiches, and it's like, Subway sandwich, we ate Subway sandwiches so much, Dad put a shed up in the backyard. Oh, yeah. And, he, <laughs> yeah. and then, so they go, they, they switch over to the the, yeah. the camera in the backyard, <laughs> the dad's in the background. I can't remember which of the Watt brothers, because I actually didn't even know there were three of them. I thought there were two of them, but anyway, that's neither here nor there, and the one is like, ah, do I? What do I want? And like the one, the Watt brother behind him said, "You come here every day." It's just, I laugh every time I see that commercial. It's like he's so the guy behind him is so pissed off that it's like you come, you go to the fucking dad's shack for subway every day. It's just hilarious. I love it. So Baker Mayfield. So what commercial is better, listeners? Baker Mayfield's. Come on, let's go. Two, we'll get it done twice as fast. Or the Watt family of uh, the subway. And there was a third commercial I cannot remember for the life of me because there's so much head going on in your team. Oh my goodness! Look at what oh the hell? That's what I'm talking yeah, about. See? It looks. You know what that looks like? That looks like one of those volcanoes. Yeah, it was. That was. That was definitely it? was the Rod, Jeremy, or Peter North reaction. <laughs> so I'm. <laughs> First ever walk away from the mic. That's forty-two episodes. I gotta get some napkins. I'm not. I'm not kidding, listeners. I'm a little. I'm a little scared to drink this. I don't know if this is like. 
This is not you, normal. When you bring Lucifer into the equation, anything can happen, Dave. All right. So before, yeah, this is a, now. I, we thought segment one was the longest between cheers. This is clearly going to be. Oh hell, we're like enough. ten minutes into this thing. Oh yeah, for sure. So clean glasses. All right. So, but hey, let's do something totally different. Yeah. Give me the random question. We'll let our head settle down. Yeah. Head on the beer, by the way. Right. <laughs> I mean, this isn't a weird podcast. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Random question. What do you got here? Okay. Now, this may have required me to give it to you in advance. So she said. We'll see. If you had to describe yourself as a movie, which movie would you choose? If I had to describe myself as a movie, right? Which movie would I choose? Yes. That okay. Let's go. Long dramatic pause from the listeners. Here, let's finally fucking taste Lucifer's Kuvay. Okay. As I cheers. Cheers. Think about it. Oof. Oof. I taste the stout. I don't... There's not a lot of chocolate to it. There's I wouldn't there. call it a double chocolate. It's it's definitely a stout. But I don't... Yeah. I don't. There's not a lot of chocolate to it. So, if I had to say what movie I would be, I am going to go mm-hmm. with... you got to go with my staple. I mean, I'm going to go Breakfast Club. Alright. I'm the type of guy that likes to sit down, shoot the shit with buddies, talk shit, you know, hey, and then you get and the more you talk, you know, just like the infamous you know what I did to get in here? I taped the guy's butt cheeks together. You know how much the fucking humiliation you had to tell it and and you just open up to people. Right. And so breakfast club. Yeah, breakfast club. You know, yeah, I would agree with that. Yep. That's a great. You know uh, what? For giving you that right out of the gate, that's a really good. Thank yeah, you. I, I think that fits you well. Now, my answer is is Groundhog Day. That <laughs> is Groundhog Day with Bill I, Murray. Yep. That actually, yeah, I like that a lot because that's actually in a. You know, I'll let you give your reason for it, but that actually is perfect because. In a nutshell, isn't that what life really is? Is you get up that I now you don't you don't foresee what people are saying, but it, right. by and large, you get up every day. Yeah, and like, all right, been there, done that. Yeah, up, brush my teeth, drink my coffee, go to work, <laughs> go to this, do this, do that. I think that's why like, it resonates. I fucking like it. Dude. I think that's why well, it resonates. That movie yeah, resonates like with it. so many people, and so many people, you know, oh, you gotta watch, you gotta, you know, it's not. It's not a it's not a, a Oscar winning movie, but you know, right? Like you gotta oh, watch Groundhog. Right. So I and don't know if our, our friends that don't forget the popcorn, you know, I I know they've probably done Groundhog Day. Yes, they have. One of their. Yep. Yeah, I thought they did, and um, so uh, yeah, that's that's definitely typifies, you know, right now at least. Right. You know what's. Oh yeah, on. for sure. I mean, and like I say, I mean. Obviously, the real life version of like every day, you're not like 
you when you walk by the homeless lady on the street, you don't know if she's going to spit in your eyeball. Because right. it's not that, but every day it's just like, all right, make it up. Yeah. That's, yeah. Fuck you, yours is better than mine. <laughs> I, damn it! <laughs> Because yeah, that actually is, yeah, Groundhog Day. I had a little time to think about it, right? So well, yeah, but that, that's the, the beauty of the random question. Obviously, the giver of the question should have the fucking better answer, but yeah, nonetheless, I tip my cap to you. Although I do like my, my oh, I'll yeah. still buy my breakfast club answer, but oh, yours, yeah. yours was, the, I like that, the Groundhog Day, because that's what life does, you know, just over when, and over again. Because when you get a chance to get to the water cooler or to the, you know, whenever, when you're, when you're not on your routine, that breakfast club scenario comes into play and you're talking to people about, you know, the shit that's happening right. or, you know, whatever, your ups and downs and et cetera. So I was watching a Michael Anthony Hall. Oh, I know what it was. Breakfast club. No, not breakfast club. Jesus, that's what you just said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, weird science. Okay. Yeah. Well. Weird science. Yeah, man. Fat man. Who was the. Uh... Let me tell you my story, man. What's the hot chick name that... Oh, I don't know. The White Snake? She was the White Snake's girlfriend. Tony Katane? Nah. You want me to look it up? Yes, because that's... Alright. Who was in uh, Weird Science? Because I never thought... Kelly Brock. That's it. Or Love Rock, or... Yep. Whatever her name is. Carson Wentz just scored a touchdown. Oh, my God. Yeah, Kelly LeBrock. Yeah, Kelly LeBrock. Okay. Yep. But that, now, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't kick her out of bed freaking trackers, but I wasn't as gaga over her as, like, I mean, like, right. for instance, Lily, the AT&T girl. I mean, come on, given the choice, Kelly Brock, Lily, the AT&T <laughs> girl, no-brainer, Lily wins. Oh. <laughs> well, you think? Oh, for sure. Lily's smoking her. In fact, <laughs> the AT&T girl? I would like to retract our get-out-of-pass, get-out-of-your-free-pass you know, card. What pod is that? Oh, well, this is 42, I don't know, it's got to be 32-ish. So are you wondering, like, if Lily, if because she's not Kelly LeBrock, she's got something to prove? And Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. she's, oh I love Kelly. I love Lily. The, uh, why would I hate when fucking coaches go for two. <laughs> he made it. Okay, great. What do you do? Zach Ertz got the two-point conversion. It's 8 nothing Eagles. But, all right. Before Our listeners we, just went, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, we're watching live football. The, the <laughs> fucking Eagles just took a lead on the Niners. Ain't nothing. And here's what I do not understand. And this is a perfect hashtag IDGAF. And we haven't had one of those in a long time. And we're going to wrap this podcast up here in a second. But I do not understand. And it happened twice today. Yeah, I'm not even going to count this as a third time because it's a whole different situation. It happened twice today. The um, Jaguars scored a touchdown against the Bengals. They were down 14 points. They scored a touchdown. So 14 minus 6 is 8. They went for 2 and missed it, so they're down 8, 30-22. Um, later on, the, uh, seconds after that happened, it's 35-21, Saints over the Lions. Lions score a touchdown, make it 35-27. They go for two and make it, it's 35-29. Right. And the analytics, 
I, I fucking hate analytics. Analytics is ruining sports. I don't get it. It's stupid. The analytics say you go for two when you're down 14. It's like, why? I don't understand why you go for two when you're down 14. Now, go for you're down 14, you score a touchdown, kick the extra point, you're down seven. If you want to go for two to win it, great, super. Right, you're, you're a right. ballsy coach, and you're the greatest. But when you're down 14 points. Get the fucking point. And yeah, and on. now you're down seven. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, now, because I guess the analytic, analytics portion of it says, well, Okay, well, even if you don't make it, and you're statistically, you have a chance to make a two-point conversion, 52.777786663.862% of the time, but it's stupid. It does not make any sense. Get yourself to within seven, and then if you score a touchdown and want to go for the win, then go for the win. And I'll tip my cap to you. If you go for the win right. and make it or miss it, I'll tip my cap to you. Hey, fuck, you went for the win. Kudos to you. Right. I don't fucking understand why you go for a two-point conversion down 14 points because the analytics say so. I, I, the analytics don't take into account the, like a team, the, the, the psyche, in, in the sense that if you're down seven, you still have a chance. If you don't make that two-point conversion, then everybody's like, oh, fuck. You know, I got to, wow, look at that shit. Yeah, Lucifer, Lucifer's Kube is what must, it must mean beer fucking had explosive. <laughs> God, it's all over the table. That's what she said. <laughs> you can't put your I, hand on that. And I, I, I tilted that sideways and poured it slow, and Lucifer's cuvee just exploded all over the place. <laughs> oh my God! What is wrong with this? If this were if this were YouTube, we'd have vintage beer porno. <laughs> well, they would take it off. Yeah, they would. Uh, that's just too much. That's too much sexually graphic. <laughs> That, wow. is, that is the word. That, you that, know that, gonna, actually, Lucifer's Coupe is way worse than Big Red Cock. <laughs> I don't even remember Big Red Cock doing that. Oh, yeah, it exploded. I'm going to bring the whole roll of paper towel over here. All right, there you go. Thank you, sir. <laughs> wow. That was a, that's a pot first. We had two official walkaways from the mic. <laughs> All right. So, anyway... <laughs> yeah, anyway. Whew. <laughs> All right, anyway, Dave, let's, uh, I mean, if we're, if we're, if we're going to rank <laughs> Lucifer's Kumea and poor ability, I think we're going to give it a zero, zero. point <laughs> zero. zero. Now, uh, before we rate this, yeah, whose great point? In Animal House, was zero point zero. Oh, uh, mm, crap! It's been so long since I've seen that. Um, I, you know, your your initial reaction is uh, John Belushi's character. Exactly. But it's and not. It, no, that is right. Oh, it is right. Daniel, I think it was Daniel Blutarski. Blutarski. Zero. Bluto. Point zero. <laughs> now, what is worse, Daniel Blutarski zero point zero or D Day's? I didn't didn't the uh, that's what I was going to say. D Day didn't Ben Wormer say 
no grade point average. So, so what's more, zero point zero. So, so maybe D Day wasn't really even enrolled in the school. I tell you what, when I saw that movie D Day, the first time I I saw him uh, uh, play the Adam's apple, I'm like, oh, I got to be able to do that. So I'm gonna do it right now. God damn it. What other podcasts give you those sound effects like that? Were you able right? to, were you did it, did you have to practice that or were you able to do that like when you saw it? Did you saw oh, it? like about ten minutes later I got it. Alright. Yeah. But uh so what a great because I think Blutarski was zero point zero. Yeah. And then D Day I was think like no yeah, great. He like, just, you just no like, great. He's just like Man, whatever. Alright. So I, don't, I don't know what's worse. <sighs> okay. Well, <laughs> it's really hard to rate this because we've we've been cleaning up. Oh, yeah. We, we, yeah it, you know. I'll tell you what. If you get this, be real careful. Probably just, if you ever try to get this, just a little bit at a time, unless for some reason, and you could probably hear this on the pod where mopping up the table this is this is i mean this is crazy maybe if we go on uh was it dave or dave who's it who's we were gonna go on youtube on one of our mike clients mike klein yeah destination bourbon yeah uh this would be an interesting <coughs> youtube show so anyway i i went first second oh look at the little Is that legal in college? High school or college, that's not high legal to hurdle. Not. Okay, you can't hurdle in college, or in high school. High school, you can. College, I'm not sure. Pro, okay. you can. All right. So Yeah, that that will be a year-end highlight, highlight uh, real, oh, my God. He gets bashed. Oh, right the, the one guy blew his hamstring or Achilles and just walked off the field. Oh, that is crazy. Whoop. He was in the air so high he almost couldn't control himself. Yep. 22 feels like a small. <laughs> wow. Can I have him as my running back? Oh, I guess he's been practicing that for quite a while. Yeah, no, you can't have him as your running back because he's a wide receiver. Wow. All right, Dave, anyway. And listeners, sorry that you had to be so Oh, Darius Lake Jr., former Lion. Gone. Yep, he fucking blew something because battery just looks so he you knew he looked so stupid. No, that's not the guy that was hurtled over. He oh. went down before the play. But anyway, thanks listeners for bearing with us as we were announcing games as we went. But hey, that's what happens when you're uh, recording a podcast with the television on the sports in the year. So fuck all of you. <laughs> um, that's but yeah, kind of the end all solution, right? Yep, Lucifer's. Cuvée. All right, so it's my turn to go first. Uh, I could I could do one of these to say that I've done it, but yeah, I'm not buying the 50 IBUs. I don't know who put that in untapped, but they're uh, they're wrong. Um, and I'm not I'm not like on the can. This is a decadent double chocolate. I'm not getting that either. It's definitely a stout with. Yeah, yeah, definitely a stout. I'm going um, 
Two point three zero. Woo! Oh yeah, I'm not gonna disrespect Lucifer's Cuvée to that degree, but as I've said, no more than forty-two times. I think it's been less than that, but no more than forty-two times. The only way I can really judge the ratings is on a pod-to-pod -pod basis. Right. Elephant Juice, I gave a 2.90. The Dirt Wolf Double IPA, I gave a 3.63. I like Lucifer's Cuvée better than Elephant Juice, but I do not like it as much as the Dirt Wolf Double IPA. So, I am going to go a 3.07. 3.07, all right. Yeah, it, and like you said, Dave, it's, there's, I don't get the double chocolate, the double chocolate stuff. Double stout, I'll go with that. There, there are really not many chocolate notes at all. On right. This, which doesn't really bother me because I think a double chocolate would make it too sweet, but right. Anyway, but you can definitely you definitely know that it's not an IPA, it's a stout. So But I you know, I could have another one of these. Okay. I mean if I could pour the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know. We you know, if we if we dove into uh untapped and and checked and uh made a check on Oh yeah, what is the untapped well, I'm going to go to that, but I was just looking real quick to see if uh, there were any comments about pouring this thing, um, or whether it was just us, which I don't think it's just us. But, uh, so the untapped, you ready for this? Yes, sir. 3.86. 3.86. Hmm. Right, now, so the 2.3 is just my pal. You know what I mean? Right. Just like, so we're, uh, we're both was, under the... Untapped on the second rating. Yep, we're both under the untapped. We're we're under the untapped rating of all three beers today. Yeah. So Henry may be onto something. Maybe we we're always because we were always closer to the untapped rating. So I, you know, I think Henry rat us out, Dave. Kind of. Like, and, yeah, and that's I, not a bad thing no. in the long run. No. Yeah. And on this commercial right here, I did not know it was Mark Hamill. I did not know that was Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill and Jean-Luc Picard, and I cannot think of his real name at this point. He said, I am my father. <laughs> he's like, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> and I, Mark Hamill did not age well. No, he didn't. No, he did not. All right, so we got that, and I think that's about it, isn't it? I think it is, Dave. 42 episodes down. How many Ten weeks? more. How many weeks? Yeah, 52 weeks. 52. Ten yeah. more for a year. Wow. Wow, that is a long time. So, anyway, uh, before I give the uh, send-off, i got to have one more drink because it would be a lie otherwise. <laughs> As I look down in my not-a-big-deal pint glass, I can see I'm out of beer. And it's our good friend. The late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. <laughs>